from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Jeremy Harrell. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Live from America. Uh, I am your ever so humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, a.k.a. the Hip Hop Patriot, and I just want to thank you all for joining in at 11 a.m. today. I know that a lot of people, uh, including us in here in New Hampshire, are dealing with um, ice and snow, um, and we'll, we'll get to that in a minute, but I want to start out the show, as I always do, and give some live shout-outs real quick. Um, I want to uh, say thank you to all of those who are joining in on uh, the web and joining in on, I mean, my website and on YouTube. And uh, there's people that are joining in now from Facebook again. So I just want to make sure that I give enough shout outs here. We have Ann Tognelli from uh, Vermont. We have Antonio from Detroit. How you doing? Jo- uh, Joan Sparks says 10 inches of snow in Arkansas. In Arkansas? Wow. You guys aren't used to that down there. Stephanie Katina from Florida. How are you? Diana X from New York. Bernice Epps, how are you doing? It's good to see you. Uh, Let's see. We have Sherry. Ooh, this is a hard last name to say, so hopefully I don't get it wrong. We have Sherry Klingenpeel. She says, hello, Patriots. Dwayne Sleeth from Pennsylvania. How are you? Thank you for joining the show today. Let's see. Who else we got? We got Shirley Fugati from Indiana or Fugate. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Jody from the state of Illinois said covered in snow here. The same here as well. Actually, it's not really snow. It's more like cement. Um, We have David Miles from Florida. Chuck Smith is in the show from Ohio. And Rick Jennings from the state of Missouri. I just want to click one thing here to make sure that we have everything that we need. One second here. All right. And good to go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. So um, if you're new to the show, I want to say thank you very much for joining in. Uh, we have uh, a lot. We have a wonderful audience here on Live from America, and a very uh, loving and forgiving and accepting audience. Uh, we don't normally jump down the throat of liberals or trolls, as we call them. We we try to educate. Um, we have our fun. We make we make jokes, and uh, this is just a, a good conservative Christian show uh, that brings a little bit of humor and a little bit of entertainment and. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of new people that are joining in and some that aren't even conservatives or Christians. So we'd like to welcome you, too. All right. Moving on, ladies and gentlemen. If you're not new here, then you know what we do. We give our honor, our attention, our love, our worship and our praise to almighty God before we start each and every show. And uh, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for protecting us and covering us in an armor of God as we try to get out the word, as we try to get out the news, as we try to get out the truth. And today's verse, I actually, if you signed up for the newsletter on jeremyherald.com, I sent out a newsletter this morning, a, or a Bible verse and a prayer, and I accidentally had a typo. Uh, because the nine and the zero are so close together, I gave you a verse 49, one and two from Psalms. It is not 49. I'm so so I'm very very sorry about that. It is uh Psalm 40. Not 49. It is Psalm 40, 1 and 2. And it reads this. 
I waited patiently for the Lord. This is David um, uh, uh, in this in this psalm here, the psalm of David. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he turned to me and heard my cry. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, miry clay, and set my feet on a rock and established my steps. So you have two, you have this, one and two are really two different things that we're talking about here. We're talking about being in a very rough spot and crying out to the Lord and waiting on the Lord to answer the cries and answer the prayers. And the second part of what I just read, uh, where he brought him out, where God brought him out of that rough time, brought him out of that hard time and placed him back on that rock, gave him basically uh, his sturdiness again and gave him balance again and put him on his two feet again. And ladies and gentlemen, like I said in my newsletter this morning, when I sent it out, you might have heard a lot of different sayings like patience is a virtue. You might have heard, you know, waiting is the hardest part. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, the Hebrew meaning for wait in what I just read means to be pulled or to be stretched. And what happens when something is pulled and when it's stretched in this sense is nothing short of a miracle, nothing short of wonderful, because you learn so much, you grow so much, you learn how to deal with the difficult times, and you understand that leaning on God and leaning on Jesus are the only things that we can do in order to stay sane in this crazy world of corn pop and hairy legs and cockroaches and inability and cognitive decline and illegal activity and our courts failing us and the election being complete just disarray. What, who else are we supposed to lean on, ladies and gentlemen? Who else are we supposed to lean on during that time? It's the only person that I know is right up there. So that's what that means. It means that we're all, and, and here's the other thing too, before we get to the news and everything else, God answers those who are patient first. God answers those who are patient and those who wait every single time because there is a power in waiting because there is a power. What that's doing is showing your faith. It's showing your ability to have faith in God, to have faith in your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Okay? So I just wanted to um, uh, clarify where I messed up this morning and sent you a verse that said 49. It should have said 41 and 2. I would also like to um, give uh, my prayers, and, and I hope you guys are all praying as well for those in Texas uh, many people have lost their lives during the snow and ice storm. People in Texas are not used to getting this stuff. People here in New Hampshire, this is our way of life. You know what I mean? But even today, we got an ice storm that was so bad last night that it was like concrete. It is stuck to the ground and it's almost impossible to get off. It's like it's like Hillary Clinton. It's almost po impossible to get her away from you. It's almost impossible to remove the snow or to remove Hilda Beast Clinton. It is impossible to get away from some of these dirty swamp donkeys, much like, ladies and gentlemen, the snow that we're getting today. But I would like to say a prayer uh, for the people in Texas, and I will um, follow that prayer up um, with the Lord's uh, prayer as well. So, Lord in heaven, uh, we, we ask that you... Uh, put an armor of God and, and, and around those people in Texas and in, and in other states who are losing their lives um, with, such a, uh, with such a tragic 
uh, snowstorm and ice storm. Uh, it's definitely not the way to go. And we, we, we pray for their families. We pray for their, um, uh, their, their closest uh, families in their homes, their mothers, their brothers, their fathers, their sisters, their husbands, their wives, uh, their children. Uh, we pray that, that they can um, uh, find you during these tough times and find you during this tragedy and uh, lean on you for strength, guidance, love, and hope. Um, and our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Uh, thank you guys for allowing me to do that. And, and hopefully um, that you uh, actually said those said that prayer with me. Um, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, sign up for the newsletter on jeremyharrell.com. And last night I told you I will be in Tennessee this Saturday. I did not tell you the actual name of the page that you must go join in order to come to this event on Saturday in Tennessee, and that is the Tennessee Freedom Force on Facebook. Go to Tennessee Freedom Force on Facebook, sign up for that, or join that group, and you'll be able to uh, join this event in Tennessee that I will be on. Uh, that I'll be at speaking at, uh, headlining the event on Saturday this week, okay? All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get right to the news because we got a lot of it. There's a lot of talk of, of Trump and DeSantis. Trump slash DeSantis. Trump DeSantis 2024. Um, I know 2024 is not what we want to hear when we talk about President Donald J. Trump, especially after what we saw yesterday, especially after the enthusiasm and the energy that we saw on President Trump's face yesterday coming from uh, and, and inspired by the enthusiasm and the energy of the people that were lining the streets celebrating President Trump. But ladies and gentlemen, Matt Gates said it yesterday and so did countless other um, Trump loyalist Republicans. They said, if President Trump does decides not to run for president again or decides not to come back uh, as president in one way, shape, or form, that DeSantis will be the leader of the Republican Party, the, lead, the leader of the America First movement, the Make America Great Again agenda. However, I don't think that's going to be the case. President Trump's political capital is too high. It is way too high on the scale of political capital, more than anybody's has ever been in the history of this country. And I fully expect and support President Trump to come back. I want him to come back before 2024. I think there's a lot happening behind the scenes that nobody's talking about. I think it's a lot of the reason why we see the National Guard still in D.C. and why Biden wants to keep them there for the rest of the year. However, we have to look at it on two fronts. We have to be prepared for the alternative, which is Trump 2024. Now, we could see Trump 2022 as the Speaker of the House. We could see that, which would be absolutely wonderful to see a uh, almost like a, uh, a karma of impeachment on Biden and Harris uh, stemming from a uh, House Speaker um uh, Donald J. Trump, and then moving back into the presidency. However, ladies and gentlemen, what the GOP, well, let's just rephrase that, what the GNP, the grand new party, not the grand old party, because we're done with all that. We're done with all that. We've had enough of you. 
We've had a, we've had enough of the Mitch McChinas. Uh, President Trump had some uh, form morally and uh, technically he had some responsibility uh, in the insurrection that happened. Uh, Mitch McChina, you are worse than Joe Biden. You two are like the like the like the the Step Brothers movie with Will Ferrell and 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 John C. Riley. That's what you two should do. Joe Biden and 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 uh, Mitch McChina should get an apartment together after they are ousted and removed from their positions because they neither of them have the cognitive ability, the political capital, or the intelligence to continue in their roles and what they're doing. Okay, uh, they should get an apartment together and they should become stepbrothers and have bunk beds and play stupid games and silly games with each other. That's that's more likely what I, I would like to see a reality TV show with those two in it, not their current positions. Okay, so the grand new party, the people moving the Republican Party forward, ladies and gentlemen, those are the people that we need to be listening to. Those are the people that need to be we need to be working with on a on a local and state level. You know what I mean? Representative Matt Gates is one of those people. He's one of those good guys. Representative Jim Jordan, one of the good guys. Senator Josh Hawley, one of the good guys. Governor DeSantis, one of the good guys. America first guys, MAGA agenda first guys, and 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 grand new party people. And everything that they're talking about and all fingers are pointing for Trump DeSantis to work together. And I would love to see that, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I know there's talk about out there about a, a March inauguration of the 19th president of the United States of America. I'm not saying that there's no possibility that that can happen. I'm not. I, I still read into that. I still look into that. I still research that. Uh, but that is more coming from a Q narrative, not to say that everything they say is wrong, but I look at both aspects of things and I report the more likely of the two to happen, which would be President Trump 2024 and DeSantis being with him. That's more likely the avenue and the, and the reality that we're going to experience rather than President Trump swooping in and, and, and removing Biden, which could also happen. We still have court cases, ladies and gentlemen. We still have Supreme Court hearings this week to decide whether they want to move forward with Sidney Powell and Lynn Woods cases and others. And you, you never know what can happen. Things can be overturned. They definitely can be. And President Trump, ladies and gentlemen, is the rightful president of the, of the United States, period. I'll say it. I'll say it anywhere. And we have massive election fraud that's still being litigated, and we have massive election fraud that's still being uh, researched and uncovered. I'll say it. I'll say it when nobody else will, period. That's just the way it is, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not going to tone down the reality of what's happening just because big tech or big media doesn't like to say it. I know that people on Fox News, people on all over, all over large, uh, large news corporate broadcasting, um, uh, you know, centers and all the people that have shows and, 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 and the pundits on there, they're afraid to say it. They're afraid to say the truth because they've been bullied into not saying the truth. But ladies and gentlemen, if there's one theme that this show follows, it's that the truth will always be revealed. Always. Why? Because we have God on our side. That's why. So be on the lookout for Trump and DeSantis to work together to take over this party the way it should be taken over and to lead this party into the best is yet to come.
because it is. All right? All right, Biden and his puppeteers are about to introduce another bill, ladies and gentlemen. It's actually kind of crazy because usually he doesn't introduce bills. He just does executive orders or executive actions, right? That, in my opinion, hold no water. Uh, because states are fighting back against them, and and I love to see that, by the way. So they're going to introduce a bill this week that would grant citizenship to 11 million illegal aliens. 11 million illegal aliens. The same thing that President Trump was trying to avoid because he wants to put America and Americans first. Okay? First. That's not to say that Republicans don't have a heart. That's not to say that Republicans don't feel sorry for some of these people that live very, very rough and tough lives, especially as Christians. However, ladies and gentlemen, if your foundation of your home is cracked, if the foundation of your home is breaking or crumbling, then the entire house will collapse. It is common sense. You don't have to be an engineer. You don't have to be a physicist. You don't have to be a carpenter. You don't have to be any kind of person with any kind of skill to build a home to understand that if the foundation is not secure and the foundation is crumbling, then the entire house is at risk of falling. That, ladies and gentlemen, is called America first. Fix your own house and make sure that you are able and then work on people that are trying to come here. Because there's plenty of people right here in this country who are suffering, dying, homeless, um, diseased, poor, uh, without jobs. There's, so, there's millions of people right here who need help. That's not being, a, uh, that's not being non-sympathetic or non-empathetic. That is being real, ladies and gentlemen. And real is what we're all about. What is the what are you, what is the uh, what is the, the captain or, the, or the, the flight attendant tell you on a on a flight when you go somewhere and the masks come down? She says, she or he says, when the mask comes down, make sure you put the mask on who first, not the person next to you, not the person who might need air just as much as you, but you first, so that you can help other people. Duh! It's not that hard to figure out, ladies and gentlemen. It's common sense. And the people who watch this show, the people who follow what I do, have common sense. So, um, and, and, and just to talk about Biden's executive orders, 56, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, 56 executive orders already by resident Biden. Think about that. Think about what that takes. There's a reason why President Trump couldn't get the amount of executive orders that he wanted through. Why? Because in order to put out an executive order and to make it stick and to make it valid, it has to be vetted by the DOJ. Every executive order has to go through the Department of Justice first to make sure the legalities of that executive order uh, exist, to make sure that it can be, um, that it can be uh, a valid um, executive order. So th- think about the fact that that resident Biden has already put in 56, ladies and gentlemen, that tells you everything you need to know about the corrupt department of justice working with a corrupt, uh, person in the white house. They are married together. You cannot put an executive action or an executive order, whatever you want to call it into place without first vetting it through the DOJ, which has let every one of his executive orders go through. I have searched. I have literally researched everywhere I can to see if there's any executive orders that have not been approved. I have not found one. That means that they've literally given him everything that he's wanted. Excuse me. Everything that Jill and his puppeteers have wanted. 
That's disgusting. That's a disgrace. In my mind, that's illegal. And it's a violation of their oath of office, in my opinion, which I think you're still allowed to have in America, but not for too much longer. Okay? Moving on, after months, ladies and gentlemen, of screaming, defund the police defund the police because the police are all racist oh defund them because they all they do is they're they're tyrants um so after months of screaming that defund the police minneapolis begs the cops that were either fired quit or 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 suspended begs them to come back to defend the city and votes to reinstate uh reinstitute i'm sorry millions of dollars to do so they're going to put back in millions, ladies and gentlemen, of dollars, up to almost $10 million in order to get the police to come back after screaming defund the police because it was all political agenda, ladies and gentlemen. It was all politicized in order to make the streets unsafe in order to make it appear that President Donald J. Trump could not keep the United States united, that only divided the, the divided United States under President Trump. That was the, the optics that they wanted you to see. That's why they did the defund the police. That's why they were rioting in the streets. That's why the whole George Floyd thing blew up the way it did. That is why everything that happened during those four years on the streets of our cities and our beloved states happened. It was for one reason and one reason only, to make it look like President Trump was at fault for all of it. Because now they're begging the police to come back begging them. And I know that these police are going, because these people who become police officers don't do it for the money. We know that. They do it because they care. They do it because they care about their cities. They care about their states. They care about their communities and they care about the rule of law. That's why they do this when it's all said and done. So they'll probably come back. I almost wish they wouldn't. I almost wish they would do exactly what President Trump is doing. Removing yourself and letting the world see the truth come out. Letting the world see the problems that are being caused by democratic rule, democratic states, democratic cities, democratic towns. Because every single one of them that has a D in front of the name of the person running that place is messed up beyond recognition, period. And that's another truth bomb for you, right there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to read. <laughs> this is going to blow your mind. Are you ready for this? I got to get my, my other phone for this one because I got to read something to you that's going to blow your mind, all right? Oregon educators, Oregon, 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 I guess it depends on where you're from. I'll call it Oregon. Oregon educators are cracking down on white supremacy math. Now, ladies and gentlemen, there's white supremacy math. Have you ever heard of that before? Have you ever have you ever heard of what white supremacy math could be? Well, it says here, reported by Breitbart, that Oregon, Oregon educators making math students show their work is white supremacy. If you... <laughs> This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. You now have to not have the, the, uh, the child that you're teaching show their work. Why? Because that's a form of white supremacy. That's a form of totalitarianism. Showing your work on a math problem is now white supremacy, ladies and gentlemen. This is, you can't make this stuff up. Okay, so let me read, <laughs> let me read this to you. The education department mailed the manual to teachers as part of Black History Month. 
the manual. Now, there, I want to stop right there, ladies and gentlemen. I want to stop right there. I have, I have so many, so many people that I'm close to that are not saltine Americans. That's what I call myself, a saltine American. I have so many friends who are Asian, uh, black, brown. Uh, I mean, you can, the list goes on and on. And every one of them are very intelligent people. They're not black. They're not brown. They're not Asian in my eyes. We're not saltine Americans. We are humans. We are the human race. This is the difference between Democrats and Republicans. Republicans look at all people as one people. Democrats divide you up so they can conquer, divide and conquer, turn you against each other. So I just think it's just ridiculous to say that anybody who doesn't have this pigment of skin is, is automatically stupid or dumb. That's a, that's a dig from the Democratic Party to people who don't happen to be Caucasian colored skin. It's just, it, it, it's mind blowing the stand, the double standard here that nobody talks about or nobody sees. But anyway, I'll continue to read, even though it infuriates me. The manual enumerates signs of, quote, white supremacy culture in the mathematics classroom, which include a focus on, quote, getting the right answer. So now, if you try to get the right answer, or if you try to get a student to show how they came to that right answer, that's white supremacy, period. Set, just, that's the way it is. Um, an emphasis on, quote, real-world math. Teaching math in a linear fashion, students being required to, quote, show their work and grading students based on their demonstrated knowledge of the material. In order to embody anti-racist math education, teachers must engage in critical um, praxis that interrogates the ways in which they perpetuate white supremacy culture in their own classrooms and develop a plan toward anti-racist math education to address issues of equity for black and Latino and multilingual students, the manual declares. Ah, uh, what? I don't even understand what I just read. I mean, I understand the words, but the meaning behind the words and the point of the story and the point of the entire process that they're doing makes zero sense. It's the dumbest thing that I've ever read in my life. And all of you are probably now more dumb for having listened to what I just read to you. And I'm sorry to lower your IQ by um, reading to you what Oregon educators want to do. It is stupid. I've never seen anything so stupid. And basically what they're saying, ladies and gentlemen, is anybody who is not white is also stupid. That's what they're saying. That's not what Jeremy Harrell's saying. Jeremy Harrell is saying just the opposite. That's racist. It's racist in what you're trying to do. In, in trying to make things less racist, you are actually making things more racist. Do you not see how that works? It's, it's kind of like the whole Disney thing firing Gina Carano. Gina Carano puts out a tweet or a post that says that censorship is equal to, to what the, the Third Reich did and what Nazis did and says that censorship is kind of a form of Nazism, and then she gets fired for saying that. She, they basic Disney proved her point in firing her. It, the whole thing is just stupid. The whole thing makes zero sense. It's going to make zero sense whatsoever. So moving on from that dumb story to another dumb story um, that's actually, I, I shouldn't say a dumb story, moving on to a dumb person, but it's a good story. Failed governor and murderer, in my opinion, Ladies and gentlemen, Andrew Cuomo now claims that it is a crime. Yes, oh, first of all, before we even get to this, yesterday I reported to you that Andrew Cuomo was pointing the finger, saying that it wasn't his fault 
that people died in nursing homes. Because the people that he sent from the hospitals to the nursing home didn't have COVID when they went there. That it was the staff's fault for coming in and out and giving them COVID-19. So that's where he pivoted yesterday and pointed his fingers at somebody else. And instead of pointing the blame where, you know, the buck stops here. You know what I mean? So now he is saying that it's a crime. Think of that word, a crime. That means you can go to jail. A crime for the New York legislature to threaten subpoenas and uh, to rescind his emergency powers over his alleged cover-up of the COVID nursing home deaths. So now, ladies and gentlemen, he is now pushing off the crime again uh, in, an, in, a, in a completely different fashion, in a completely different way, pushing it off to New York legislature, saying that if you subpoena me, or if you subpoena to have my emergency powers um, revoked from me, then that is a crime. That's a crime, ladies and gentlemen. In a, in, in a world that we live in, in a, in a country that has a government for and by the people, the people are the ones who give older brother Fredo his power. The people are the ones who give these politicians their power. It's not the other way around. You're not a king. You don't have royal blood. That doesn't exist in the United States of America, which is why we need term limits. But now he's saying it's a crime for the people who gave him the power to take the power back. Think about what he's saying, ladies and gentlemen. Who does he think he is? You win a daytime Emmy for coming on TV and lying and being an anti-Trump person and not accepting the help from President Trump, not accepting the, the, uh, the big ship that rolled in, not a single patient went on there, but yet you want to say that, that, that the people are want, that want to take the power back from you, is it's a crime? Give me a break. To quote Joe, Joe Biden, come on, man. <laughs> Give me a break. It's a crime. Somebody said it right. Fear-mongering at its finest. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. Fear-mongering at its finest. Um, Kimberly James says, Cuomo needs to be shut down now, completely out of control. Kimberly, I agree. Uh, Teresa Dalton says he killed people by his actions. You're right, Teresa. Cuomo died, or Cuomo lied, people died. Uh, Kimber Brooks says, true... K. Watt. I don't know what. Oh, she must be talking to somebody else. Um, and Jen Holcomb says words have meanings. Exactly. And elections have consequences. You're exactly right. Um, also, ladies and gentlemen, do you guys remember Melissa DeRosa? Melissa DeRosa was the assistant who outed Andrew Cuomo during that phone call to Democrats. Now, she has since come out and apologized for it. But ladies and gentlemen, she knew exactly what she was doing. And what she did was by no accident whatsoever. Want to know why? Because this morning um, I reported, this is coming from the Gateway Pundit, um, that Melissa DeRosa, who outed him, uh, her mother-in-law is, the, is um, Audrey Strauss. That's the name of her mother-in-law, Audrey Strauss. If you Google Audrey Strauss, do you know what her position is? Her position is the head of the, DOJ, the DOJ's SDNY. So ladies and gentlemen, she's got... She might be one of the most powerful unelected officials in the state of New York. And I'm talking Melissa DeRosa because her mother is the head of the DOJ's SDNY. And her name is Audrey Strauss. And I see some big trouble coming for Cuomo because there's no way that Melissa DeRosa outed him and snitched on him on accident. That was, that was a premeditated um, statement. And she said it for a reason, ladies and gentlemen. She said it for a reason. And I have a, I, I have a, um, 
I have a thought that Audrey Strauss is going to um, is going to be involved some way somehow in the undoing of um, murderer Andrew Cuomo. And I can say murderer because that's my opinion. That's my opinion, YouTube. That's my opinion. Everybody who's watching everywhere else. That may not be the truth, but that is my opinion. Uh, so somebody said, what's SDNY? Southern District of New York. Southern District of New York. She, Audra Strauss, Strauss is the head of, uh, head of the DOJ's Southern District of New York. Uh, moving on to another dummy. Adam Kissinger. Kissinger, whatever you want to call him. Swamp Donkey. Adam Swamp Donkey from Illinois claims that his family has shunned him for the Trump impeachment vote. Uh, duh. Duh. What did you think was going to happen? What did you think? You were going to get praised? I mean, we know that you were auditioning for a, for, a, uh, for a more permanent role as a CNN contributor or as an MSDNC contributor. But what did you think was going to happen when the people closest to you who call themselves Republicans, what do you think they're going to happen? So now he's all upset. He reminds me of... Um, he reminds me of... Uh, oh, what's his name there that slept with the Chinese spy? He reminds me of him. They remind me of the same person, Adam Kissinger, and I don't know why his name is escaping me, but the one who slept with Fang Fang, who was the impeachment manager, who needs to be also removed, Swalwell, Eric Swalwell. Eric Swalwell and Adam Kissinger, they, you know what they can do? They can get a room, uh, an apartment adjacent to the one uh, that Joe Biden <laughs> is sharing. And they could be stepbrothers and they can have their own bunk beds and the four of them can can talk about how dumb they all are together. I don't know. But now he's all worried and he's all upset that his family is shunning him. So uh, I want to I wanted to play something for you here in case you had not heard it. Um, do you guys, did you guys all hear the, uh, the basically the, the fireball uh, interaction that Trump's attorney, President Trump's attorney, uh, Michael Van Deer, had with a CBS reporter. I don't know if you've all heard it, but I want to play it real quick, followed up by something that, um, that Michael Van Deer has come out and said um, about what's happening to him uh, in, the, in the aftermath and, and after of the impeachment. So I want to play this for you. I'm turning the volume up here so you can hear this. If you have not heard his reaction to the CBS reporter who basically said that it's nothing that they, that the Democrats doctored evidence. Let me play the audio for you uh, just real quick so you can hear it. Okay. Let's follow up with, uh, with the point that you're making right now about the house managers, as you say, doctoring evidence and, uh, and the argument, they didn't deny it. Uh, I put it in front of them three times. Viewers. What you're what you're talking about now is is a check mark. Uh, that's a verification on Twitter that that did not exist on that particular tweet. Uh, a 2020 that should have actually read 2021, um, and the selective editing you say of, of the tapes is that how wait, is wait, that wait, the wait, 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 wait. That's not enough for you. That's not enough for you. I'm, I'm, I, I, wait, wait, wait! No, sir, no, no! I'm trying. Listen, I, I am not a jurist. Listen to her. Listen to her here. To be clear for our viewers, is what you actually, is what you're we, referring we found, to because no, not no, everybody no. has found, been following. It's not okay. No, not everybody, to doctor sir, a little bit of evidence. Listen to her. I have not, not said it question, is. I have not said it is okay. Ma'am, your question is. I want turned. to be clear for our viewers. Listen, what I want to be clear for our viewers about what exactly you're saying when you say doctor. She won't shut up. The media has to start telling the 
great story in this country the media is trying to divide this country you are bloodthirsty for ratings and as such you're asking questions now that are already set up with a fact pattern I can't believe you would ask me a question indicating that it's all right just to doctor a little bit of evidence just a little there's more stuff that we uncovered that they doctored to be frank with you and perhaps that will come out one day but we won this case and I'm not a sore loser but what happened or a sore winner I should say but what should happen is somebody should look at the conduct of these house managers it's unconscionable aside from all of the due process violations that my client had and the media should be looking that at a square straight way the straight way when I watch the news I watch one station and it's raining I watch another station at the same time and it's sunny your coverage is so slanted it's got to stop you guys have to stop and start reporting more like PBS does rather than a TV news show that doesn't have any journalistic integrity at all what I'm telling you is that they doctored evidence and I believe your question says well it's only a Twitter check in a and changing a year of a date here they switched the date of a Twitter a year to try to connect it to this case that's not a small thing ma'am the other thing they did is they put Sorry. a check mark on something Listen, she's going to try to, to come back make it look like it was a validated account when it wasn't and when they were caught they didn't say anything about it they didn't even try to come up with an excuse about it and that's not the way our prosecutors or our government officials should be conducting them now i'm going to leave it right there ladies and gentlemen but you get the picture right you get the picture. She did not want him to speak. She did not want him to tell the truth. She tried to talk over him like a petulant child. It's exactly what you expect somebody who's 16 to do to uh, another another girl in class or uh, 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 an immature 13-year-old uh, boy or something who's arguing with somebody because he thinks he's right and he won't accept uh, that the fact that he's wrong. These, these reporters, I, I wish, ladies and gentlemen, I wish that one of these reporters would call me on. I really do. I would have a hate. There's a reason why uh, Associated Press, Lead Stories, PolitiFact, USA Today, all of these third-party, third-rate fact-checkers, there's a reason, ladies and gentlemen, why they reach out to me via email to get a statement on me before they write something about me, rather than calling me and saying, hey, can we conduct an interview um, on video, or can we conduct an interview where we record the audio? There's a reason they don't reach out to me. I will never be reached out to by a mainstream note news station. Why? Because like most of you watching, I'm too real. They're never going to allow somebody who will not accept what you just heard from that CBS reporter. They're never going to allow somebody on their platforms to talk to them in front of a camera, in front of an audience, who's not going to let them spew their CNN regurgitated garbage over and over and over again. And I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with doing exactly what I'm doing right now. And that's giving you my opinion about the news and giving you the truth and not worrying about the mainstream media. They will never, ever, ever have somebody like me on. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, we're <laughs> I'm going to end the show with two great things here. Are you ready for this? I know we, we ran a little long today. Um, 
twice failed presidential candidate, Hillary Clinton, who, uh, who was disbarred from, uh, from practicing law and, uh, who was also failed to be a president once and then twice and has failed at pretty much everything in her life other than just being a coattail, uh, or, or, or riding the coattails of other people. Uh, Hillary Clinton came out yesterday, um, for a president day post on Facebook and she posted a picture. Um, and in that picture, uh, where she was celebrating president's day, um, was not her husband, was not Bill Clinton, ladies and gentlemen, was not the man that she's married to who was a president of the United States. Whether he was a good one or whether he was a bad one, he was still the president of the United States. Instead, twice failed presidential candidate Hillary Clinton posted a picture of her and Joe Biden and Barack Obama in the Oval Office. Now, I imagine that she doesn't like to post pictures of the Oval Office knowing what went down in that Oval Office. However, you'd think for the optics of it, for the PR of it, that she would at least post a picture of her husband, in my opinion, um, rapist, as, at least post a picture of him as the President of the United States. But no, 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 ladies and gentlemen. She wants to post a picture of Joe Biden and Obama, when Obama was president, with her in the Oval Office with them. So, good job, Hillary Clinton. You fail at everything you do, and you fail at even being a wife. <laughs> may God bless you, and may you find God, and may, uh, actually, may he find you, because you're the one lost, and may Jesus find you, and, 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 and cleanse your heart, and cleanse your satanic soul, um, so that you can find everlasting life and peace. Okay. And the last thing I want to talk to you about is uh, DC Drano. If you don't know who DC Drano is, it's a good guy. He's a, uh, he's an attorney from DC. His real name is Rogan O'Hanley. And I follow him on Twitter. I follow him on Instagram. And, uh, actually I don't really follow him on Twitter because I tried to open up a Twitter account and, and they banned me the next day. Uh, so I didn't even post anything and they banned me the next day. Isn't that weird? They're just following your name. So you can go look up Twitter without having a Twitter account. And I do see his tweets and I do follow him in, on Instagram, but he posted something yesterday that caught my eye. That really caught my eye. And he's so right, ladies and gentlemen. And this is something that I can relate to because you guys did it for me. He said, Quote, we defeat cancel culture with support culture. He says, when they attack our leaders or our patriot businesses, we flood them with positive comments and dollars. There are more of us than there are of them. I'll read that one more time. We defeat cancel culture with support culture. When they attack our leaders or our patriot businesses, we flood them with positive comments and dollars. And ladies and gentlemen, that's what you're seeing happen with Mike Lindell. And that's exactly what you guys did for me. I was trying to reach 100% uh, of, of my goal to make sure that I was maintained here so I could do this for a living, so I could grow the show to a certain uh, level. And I could never break 60, 70%. And as soon as Facebook did what they did to me, you guys blasted that right through the 
were through the water and went right above 100%. And so I just want to let you know that that's what we need to do. That's what I do. I give my time, my positive comments. And when I can, I donate to these people like Right Side Broadcasting and others. And ladies and gentlemen, that is how we stay relevant. That is how we stay ahead of the game. And I just want to encourage you to do the same for people like America's Voice News, Right Side Broadcasting, Mike Lindell and his pillow company. And there are many small businesses out there as well who um, like Grillaholics. Check, definitely check out Grillaholics. Check out uh, um, Kind Embroidery on Etsy. Okay, and put in the promo code Hip Hop Patriot because she has NBAT hats, never better against Trump. These are the people that we need to be helping, ladies and gentlemen, and because those are the people that love that right there behind me and support that right there behind me. And if you were watching last night's show, that painting fell, it ain't gonna fall again. Because it's anchored to the wall real nice and real good. Ladies and gentlemen, you can follow me on Rumble at The Hip Hop Patriot. You can follow me on Parlor at The Hip Hop Patriot. You can, I actually created another uh, Facebook page just to reach out to people who couldn't find me. And that is LFA with Jeremy Harrell. You can also follow me on Instagram at Jeremy R. Harrell. And you can follow, just go to my website. Just go to JeremyHarrell.com and you can do everything you need to do right there. Including watching past videos, listening to past podcasts, listening to music, becoming a monthly donor, and definitely sign up for the newsletter so you can get morning Bible verses, devotionals, and prayers. I will see you tonight, ladies and gentlemen, for more Live from America at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. I love every single one of you. God bless you. Remember, there are right ways, there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, your chest out, your head up high, because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Make sure you like the video, subscribe, click the notification bell, and I will see you tonight for Live from America with Jeremy Harrell. Signing out.